Ladies and gentlemen, I have something for you that is going to shock the wrestling world entirely. I have a new combination that nobody would ever think of. The greatest manager in wrestling today, Bobby the Brain Heaton, and the largest man in professional wrestling, Big John Studd, the true giant of professional wrestling. What a pleasure to have this combination. Well, Mr. Piper, it's a pleasure to be on Piper's Pit. In my opinion, the greatest interview show going today better than the tonight show and i've also had my pleasure to be now managing the biggest man in professional sports today the giant john stud and together we're going to conquer the whole world of wrestling we're talking about the world's championship and everything else included do you know when i take a look at john stud and i have seen andre i john stud truly is larger than andre the giant i don't care what they say i see them side by each it's a pleasure to meet the real giant. Just show him what a giant is. Look at the size of this man, huh? Look at the hand on this man. Tell me something. They say, they say that they have a $15,000 challenge. Has anybody ever slammed you? Nobody's even come close. I've given the best men in professional wrestling today an opportunity to slam me, and nobody has even bugged me off my toes. How much money? Does this go to anybody? Anybody. You know, it was $10,000, and together, John and I have upped it $5,000 to 15,000 big ones for anybody that can slam Big John Stud right here. We're back. Yeah, it's been it's been a, a rough August, is, is what it was. Is it August? Not anymore. Not not as you're listening. To no, this. I'm saying is, is is was August the issue? Uh, it's it's been so a lot of people are complaining about 2020. I've like, heard oh, rumblings stuff about 2020. It's it's not great. I've uh I've legitimately now gotten to the point where I've had just a truckload of dirt dumped on me in 2020. Yeah. I woke up this morning. That's not a metaphor. Oh. Somebody backed a truck into my yard, dropped off an entire truckload of dirt in the middle of my yard, and for the life of me, I can't find out who did it or why. Is it still out there? Oh, go look out the window, friend. I mean, I big, didn't notice. Big pile of dirt in the middle of the fucking yard. No receipt of delivery signed. Nobody asked for it. And it's not like good dirt, like dirt you could do anything with. It's just like shitty, clumpy, there's grass in it, rocks in it. Yeah. It's uh it's somebody's trash dirt, a whole truckload of it in the middle of my yard. I just got done doing construction in that yard. Literally yesterday, I just got done hauling away all of the fucking dirt from the construction. And then this morning, woke up. That's shit, yeah. Big fucking truckload of dirt in the middle of my yard. That shit's not graded. That's garbage dirt. What is that? How does that happen? Is this a prank? Is this a fuck you? Maybe. I never heard anything like that. What do you do? What do you do? Do you let the rain wash it away? That's too much much dirt for that, Matt. Oh. Think you just have to maybe like make a BMX ramp out of it? Think I'm just going to have a big like a fucking BMX ramp in my front yard now? You think it was Jeff Hardy? I know. It might have been. He likes ramping. He might, Little yeah. motorbikes off things. It's weed with three E's. How are you, amigo? Good, amigo. How are you? What's going on, bro? I am excellent. All right. Whoa. I have come to bring you a hand-delivered invitation, invitation to the first ever 
house hearty Halloween ball. Oh, oh man, yes. I can't, I can't wait. What are you doing here? I'm working on rock jam, man, for Halloween. It's my favorite time of the year, man. Would you like to hear a verse? I would love to, yes. I'm a way for Masky to play guitar. This is way better without you know, it goes, I believe in Santa Claus. He's a man with big red balls. Halloween's my favorite holiday. I believe in Easter Bunny. His jokes are crazy funny. Halloween's my favorite holiday. Yeah, yeah. What you think, boy? Is that gonna work? It's week. The neighborhood kids, maybe the neighborhood kids plan on making like a bike track in my front yard. The, all, all the neighbor kids look up to you because you're not married. And they're all like, look oh, at that, that guy. Works? Yeah, all those young kids are like, look mm-hmm. at him, just living his life, man. When do you think these... Got no ball and chain you, to answer when to. When do you think these people ever see me as I'm uh, moving around only in the middle of the night? I'm sure. Bradley style. I'm sure. If anything, or, I'm sure they're... Uh, daring each other to come up and touch my door and, and then run away yeah. real quick yeah. is probably what's happening. I was going to say, I'm sure at least a handful of them have seen you as they're heading to school in the morning and you're like shirtless standing in the window. Yeah, it could be. Forget what's all the moving around out yeah. there? It happens. No, nah, that's probably not true. I found a... I don't think people let their kids walk to school anymore in 2020. They like drop them off even if it's yeah, like a street away. That's fair. Parents are fucking weird these days. They're all weird. They it's very COVID. unhealthy what they've done to children. The weird new parents created COVID. I agree. I don't know how. A lot of my conservative friends are saying that it's gayness that created COVID, but oh. I think it's helicopter parenting. My mistake. Yeah. I didn't it's realize. God punishing us. First aids, now COVID. Nobody's rubbing dirt on it anymore, so That's nobody's immune system's taking care of anything. Oh, I've been saying that for years. You got to rub dirt you on it. Got to rub some dirt on it and possibly in it. Get some dirt kids, in it. Kids' hands can. don't have to be clean all the time, you know? No, they shouldn't be. That's not nature. They shouldn't be. One silver lining to 2020, Nate. Okay. McDonald's has these commercials with Brian Cox doing the voiceover work right now. That's. Very highfalutin for a McDonald's. Very, very highfalutin. I'm loving yeah. the sound of that. And like he doesn't try to sing it their way. He just does it his own Brian Cox where mm-hmm. like, Oh, he says the ba 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 Yeah. That's real good. Oh, yeah. They're nice. He's like, next time you go to McDonald's and your friend says, I don't want any fries, get them fries or else your fries will become their fries. That's true. So it's just like a general ad campaign using him. It's not like they got like some sort of new like British no. pork pies or no, something. No, not they're, at all. They're bringing in a trained nope. English actor to uh, Nope. They just he's not even in the commercial. They just are like, "Hey man, read this 30 second spot mm-hmm. for us. Here's your check for a million dollars." He tried to get Tim Allen, but he's busy doing those Pure Michigan ads. Pure he's, he's a Michigan. tough get. He's a tough get oh. in the voiceover world. Big development in the Tim Allen world. Oh, okay. I got into a couple more episodes. Of, anybody uh, would know. You'd know of uh, Last Man Standing. Sure, that yeah. New hit show. Stumbled into that. Accidentally watched some more of that. So turns out several times this week the show takes place in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Oh, uh, there's probably all sorts of like hipster things going on around him. He doesn't like. Well, because he's a rich conservative, mm-hmm. you see. And his biggest problem is with his old man. Who owns a weed shop. <laughs> that sounds like a pretty good angle. Played. That sounds like it's probably pretty funny. Played by the late, great Robert Foster. Oh, wow. Forrest, Forrester, Forrester, yeah. Forrester, thank you. Oh, Sorry. I wonder. Yeah. They, they going to address Robert, that death on the show or what? How's is Robert that Forster a fo- Foster? Is he a poet? <laughs> Who's Robert Foster? <laughs> you think of Robert Frost, I think. Oh. As far as the poetry world goes. Who read all those, wrote all those stories about the cat? Dr. Seuss? I don't know. Oh, 
I don't think there was a Who's real to answer to that. To I don't know if it was a real question. Oh, welcome to the fever dream that is baby oil and blow. It's where Nate and I try to make There's sense of our world. There's not a fever dream. No? We've taken our temperatures before we recorded. Oh, yeah. Duh, all we the take all the precautions that Totally going on. serious. Yeah. Nobody's got a fever. Hey, no COVID, you know, no, but, yeah. but seriously, no fevers. Uh, so far, no COVID in 2020. That's... It's the only thing that hasn't hit hit this household yet. There you go. We got that going. Still for got us. that coming. Apparently, I stopped my introduction to drink some bourbon. Mm-hmm. But it's a action extravaganza palooza podcasta. Metallica sure is. is not as good as Megadeth. No, never has been. But we are your two hosts. I am Matt O. Mm-hmm. With me, as always, on this end of the mic, is the Dave Mustaine. Mm. To my Lars Ulrich. Oh, wow. No, if this anything. really putting yourself down quite a bit. I was going to say, I guess I'm more Dave Mustaine to your Lars Ulrich. You've oh, got no. a better business acumen than I do. Oh, nobody wants to be Lars. If anybody's just putting somebody on a train or a bus to get the fuck out of town, I'm... You guys are real dickweed. People would be like, Matt, here's a bus ticket. You yeah, need that's to leave. true. Yeah. So, But either way, Found you're Nate happen. Adams. No hoy hoy, everybody. I think prediction, uh, I'm going to say like late October, yeah, around that Halloween season when I want to start like indulging in Halloween shit or whatever, that's going to be when Halloween. I'm going to get COVID. It's going to huh. be like, oh, here he goes, nope. falling late in the year. This one of the one of the last people to, to not, not going to die of it. That would be that would be tremendous if I died of it. There's just You're not no way I'm going to be that lucky. Yeah. Just probably be like deathly ill for like a month. Yeah. Just miserable. What happened and to Nate? Talk, uh, talk with a wheeze for the rest of my life is probably how it's oh, going to Oh, people happen. call you wheezy. It's not going to be good for the podcast. Uh, it might work. Depends how it sounds. Yeah. See how we can work it. People will be like, oh, what happened to Nate? I'll be like, oh, he died of COVID. And they're like, oh my God, that's terrible. And it's like, no, he really got to save face that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't look like a quitter or anything. Wasn't quite as much of a slow fade as we were all expecting. Yeah. Oh, well. Nate, we're talking about a very successful burnout this week (laughs) on the podcast. (laughs) That's right. One in specific, but probably a whole cast and crew of burnouts we got going on. Yeah, there's probably a good handful. Uh, Let's get into the rundown here of our action movie. Uh, The rundown this week is... It's not brought to us by anybody. We've we've had too many missed episodes this yeah. month, and we've lost all of our sponsorships. Yeah, we're going to have to get them all back. There's no more money coming in, so uh, I guess this is a freebie here. Uh, this is the belated last episode of our Hog Wild tribute Woo. to biker gangs and motorcycle culture. Uh, we're reviewing this week 1991's Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. What the fuck's Charlie Davidson and the Marlboro oh, Man? Did you watch, what did I did watch? Did you watch a porn parody? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I'm sure they Ugh. probably structurally were very similar, so we could, a, we could get through this convo. 60-year-old, beer-bellied Sam Elliott lookalike plowing an hey, 18-year-old Charlie girl named Charlie all the Two hours. Runtime of this film, 98 minutes. In oh, and out, pretty cool 98 minutes. Well, there's uh, a lot of in and out in Charlie Davidson and less, Marlboro. Man. Less good news here is when we're talking budget and gross. I got uh, oh, $23 million for the budget of this film. and uh, Who signed off on that? A gross of $7.4 million. So whoever was, uh, you know, taking that risk, whoever was fucking putting their balls on the table of that one, did not pan out. Not too many people other than me and my dad and probably a couple of other 
children of divorce in that movie theater that opening weekend, seeing Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man do I, a Saturday matinee. I want to say my old man saw it. I can't remember if we saw it as oh, kids. Man, I, know I was seen this in their opening weekend, so pumped for the debut of Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. I wasn't that lucky. Their first film and what I was sure was going to be a series of adventures they were going to be in. But oh, at least a trilogy. Not after 7.4 million. Boo. Director of this film is a man named Simon Winzer, who's not really a name I'd ever heard. But no, you look into his filmography and you start figuring out like this guy's a, a low key legend here. This guy did a did a run of films in the nineties. Uh, <sighs> Let's hear him. Quigley Down Under. Ooh, that's a good. Into name. this. Into what? This Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man. What we're, oh, what yeah. we're watching? Okay. After how do you follow that up? Fucking Free Willy. By directing oh, yeah. Free Willy. Yeah. And then, oh, maybe... Uh, Free Willy's got a star of our last biker film, Michael Madsen. Michael Madsen in yeah. it. Yes, it does indeed. Then he's like, oh, you know what? A lot of people think that Paul Hogan can only be Crocodile Dundee. Which I don't think so. I'm yeah. going to direct him in a little film called Lightning Jack, and we'll see how this pans out. Yeah. I'm going to show his... Uh, that didn't work out. But I come back strong with Operation Dumbo Drop and then The Phantom. Is Dumbo Drop the one with Bill Murray and an elephant? Probably. And then the Phantoms is Billy Zane's Phantoms. Oh, yeah. There's no fucking confusing the Phantom with anything else. That was fucking an iconic release of the 1990s right there. You know... This guy did a lot of work in the 90s. You know, Dave had a pair of those Phantom rings as a kid. He's got rings? Is that his gimmick? When he was a little kid, he had the Phantom rings. No, I mean... Oh, the, the, oh, the, the Phantom. Phantom himself has oh, rings. I was going to say... That's his gimmick? Dave's gimmick is he's Dave. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Like, uh, I, I was expecting some like Phantom PJs or something you were going to say, but then you're like, the rings. No, and yeah. I'm like, the Phantom's got these two identical uh -huh. like rectangular uh, rings with skulls in them. Well, that seems pretty cool. Dave had a pair of them. I wonder where they are. Probably in a safety deposit box somewhere. If, if it was me, that's where they'd be. And I do remember when he bought them at whatever low-rent gas station So these didn't just come out of Memphis, like a, a Cracker Jack box. No, this no. Was something this is a low-rent like, gas I'm, station I'm making in a Memphis, purchase Tennessee. Here. making a fucking big-time purchase And here. if I'm recalling correctly... Been saving up my allowance. A mm -hmm. couple months now. Had my eye on this phantom ring. I want to say we were there because they sold fake Oakleys, and my older brother and I mm, were like, "Yeah, we're in Memphis. Let's get some cheap get Oakleys." On that for sure. And then Dave was like, "I'm gonna pick up. Uh, I'm like eight. I'm gonna get two mm. of these Phantom rings, like sure. the Phantom has. Give me one of these uh, Rocketeer prop backpacks too. I'm just, I'm splurging today. Those aren't a thing, or else we you all would have. Those. We you all would have. You gotta assume they were selling toy fucking rocket backpacks back then. No, buddy." I do secondhand dealing, I know. especially so in I vintage. I know. You probably had like 10 of those on a table. Nay, nay. Why don't you start making them and selling them? I think they'd be a... Oh, I got to get a whole go space like hot cakes. They'd Go like hotcakes, right. man. All right. I'm doing it. Stars of this film. Uh, we got a big fucking double header here. Two stars, really. You can't say there's one star because this is a, a movie called Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. There's yeah. two people around the title. Yeah. First off, we've got Mickey Rourke playing Harley Davidson. He's mm. a motorcycle riding drifter who only wears one outfit yep uh he's got some some experience doing characters like this because he played motorcycle boy in rumblefish you remember that mm, everybody likes rumblefish yeah I, I like rumblefish i think it's a very yeah uh, you and alan georgievich overrated or underrated little uh film right there everybody talks about the outsiders i think rumblefish is the more interesting se hitting adaptation i don't know man. also he was henry in a barfly that uh Charles Bukowski-esque movie right there. Bukowski. That was probably like the peak of Mickey Rourke being cool. Bukowski's before he started the, uh, getting like a little bit too creepy. 
Yeah, Bukowski's the hero in that uh, Hills Have Eyes remake. I think he's the poet you were talking about who always writes about cats. <sighs> Could be. Don Johnson is in this movie playing Marlboro, a former rodeo cowboy with some serious daddy issues. Hmm. You, of course, remember him as playing Vic in the extremely cool and underseen Australian, I think maybe, uh, post-apocalyptic movie, A Boy and His Dog. Oh, yeah. Wandering around with just a, a telepathic dog. That's a weird movie, Matt. That's, a, yeah. Also, he was Eduardo Sanchez in Eastbound and Down. Loaded up The two and pillars of his career right there. We're going to do what they say can't be Chelsea boring. Field is in this film playing one of the main Chelsea dude's love interest, Fields. Virginia Slim. Forever. Her character is named Virginia Slim, Matt. Oh, it's not lost on me, Nate. She's a motorcycle cop who Marlboro sometimes bangs. Uh, she was nice. Tila and Masters of the Universe. And uh, we saw her early on in our run of Baby on Below as Bruce Willis's low-down, dirty, cheating wife in The Last Boy Scout. She played... Tila in Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. Pop quiz hot shot. Oh, wow. See what I did there? Who played Evil Lynn? Oh, that was that chick with the crazy... Witch eyes. Blue witch eyes. Yeah, yeah Meg, I don't know. Meg, Meg For- Foster, Foster. 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 Yeah, whatever. Forrester? Foster? Okay, right back at you. Who played Gwildor? Oh, the, the little weirded, <laughs> uh, red-haired uh, yeah, that's troll right. guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's who. Tom Sizemore is also in this movie playing Chance Wilder the head of an evil bank who's using armored cars to move massive amounts of future drugs. Uh, We saw him, of course, being undercover in Point Break. He's robbing banks in heat. He's doing all sorts of shit here in the 90s. Some people don't remember he was a bad guy in Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man. Some people forget that he doesn't like having that hair. No, no. He he hates having that long, long, unkempt hair that he has in Point Break. Famously. Famously. Ugh. Big John Studd is in this movie. His last and final WWF legend Big John Studd. You know him from getting the shit beat out of him by Andre the Giant oh, no. for a good 10 years. He's playing uh, Jack Daniels. He's a former friend of our heroes who they run into and then mm. get in a big fight with. And mm. then, you know, they sort of become friends again. Him and Gus from Breaking Bad. And then they all decide to rob banks together. <sighs> I didn't even know that. There's a lot of stuff going on. That guy was in Breaking Bad. Big time. Mostly because I don't know anything about that show. Also, I'd just like to throw out that uh, Tia Carrera is in this movie oh. very briefly. Vanessa Williams is in this movie very briefly. <laughs> They're both small roles as hot chicks. So that's, that's, also, a, that's at least two apiece for them. Bobby Six Killer from Renegade is in this movie playing yes. the character of Big Indian. Got a shout out. And Daniel Baldwin is in this movie playing a nameless goon. I think actually he does have a name, but yeah. might as well be nameless. He doesn't really get any lines. So this has got to be at least the second film that we've talked about for both Tia Carrere and Vanessa Williams. And mm-hmm. is this the second or third film that we've covered with uh, Old Boy from Renegade? Oh, that's a good question. <sighs> I think probably second. I don't think people we've seen them that rack, many times. They're starting to get some appearances here, man. Yeah, somebody needs to put together a spreadsheet or something yeah. so we could keep track of all these appearances. We're it getting shouldn't on this thing. be hard for us to interview one of these low rent celebrities the next time they're in town for something because they're doing like local theater. I know we could get a fatty Baldwin. That'd be no problem. Ooh, Danny B, baby. Whew. Tagline of this film We'd fuck it up and get William. When the going gets tough. The tough take the law into their own hands. Boo-doo, boo, boo-doo, boo, Which is boo-doo. not 
what this movie's about oh. at all. They don't take the law into their own hands. They're just de- degenerate criminals. Did you say <laughs> they try to rob people? Would you say they That's didn't? What this movie's about. They didn't take the law into their own into their own hands because the law got going. I wouldn't yeah. say that, but I'd sit around and bob my head while you did it. Going, going, yeah, no problem with that. Plot of this film. Let's get a little plot synopsis here. It's the lawless future, and renegade biker Harley Davidson and his surly cowboy buddy Marlboro learn that a corrupt bank is about to foreclose on their friend's bar to further an expanding empire. Harley and Marlboro decide to help by robbing the crooked bank, but when they accidentally filch a drug shipment, they find themselves on the run from criminal financiers and the mob in this rugged action adventure. Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. I wish that was a... Pretty professional sounding yeah. plot synopsis. I was just gonna say, I wish that was the movie we saw. For this fucking thing right yeah. here. Uh, let's get into the movie we saw here by going on to our next segment, which is called Bullet Points. This is when we dig through our notes and we uh, talk about all the different things that stood out to us while we were watching this film, Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. You seem like you're randomly having a bad leg cramp or something. You're fidgeting around a yeah. lot, making faces. Ah, uh, legs are falling asleep. Gonna, we have to go to an early break here? Or My you left be able to... ball's already asleep. Oh, he sat on his balls, ladies and gentlemen. This is the sort of thing that starts happening when you get to be up there in age. Oh, buddy. First note I got. Pour some whiskey on those things. Let's get Pour through this. some whiskey on me. First note I got is mm-hmm. titties. This movie takes us to Titty Town pretty quickly. Just instantly. Uh, I just want to uh, briefly put that to the side, though. I had one one quick note before we get to the titties, which oh, okay. is the disclaimer that comes up before you see this fucking oh, film. Oh, yeah. Which I've written down right here. The film title is not intended to identify or promote a product or trade name of existing companies. No company has approved, sponsored, or endorsed the title or content of this film. Despite our best efforts. How the fuck is that possible? How could this be? How is this not a direct tie-in that they're getting money from these fucking companies to put their fucking company names in their title? A, that's just incompetence on the part of this film. If that didn't work, find two companies that will give you money because you're not making anything back in ticket sales. You need it. Yeah. B, if these fucking companies didn't want their fucking company names named in this scuzzy piece of shit movie... What sort of shit lawyers do they have that they couldn't get this whole fucking thing renamed or pulled and they only got one little disclaimer fucking title card? They called this thing Harley Davidson and the Marlboro, Marlboro Man. Man. Those are two trademarked things. Yeah. How the fuck? What's protecting them there? You raise how, did a, this, how did this shit get through? You raise a great point, and much like the rest of America, Nate, I was won mm-hmm. over when they were like, titties. <laughs> you know? Um, opening scene here is we're in a flea bag motel. My favorite. With our character, Mickey Rourke, a.k.a. Harley Davidson, there's a lady laying on the bed with her titties out. Just like, it's It's very moody, very film noir. Start of Sin City all over again. But we got just like an embarrassingly, like, uh, A, pointless, because none of this adds up to anything, and like, B, just like screenwriting shortcut thing going on where like yep. he's listening to the radio and the radio guy's like this isn't anything anybody would naturally say on the radio but let me run down for you everything that's happening in the world right now yep. so you know our plot and our setting yep a very lazy b we're learning that this very is convenient five years in the future in 1996 this is a future movie we're watching yeah that was lost and on literally me, other than the fact that they end up hijacking a future drug yeah. there is nothing else 
else about this movie remotely futuristic. None of it needs to be set in the future. Uh, <laughs> like, I'll get that to, could have just been bricks of heroin that they hijack. Like I'll get to the other future tech later. There's in the movie. I don't want to spoil. Well, maybe it. we can start picking them out. Uh, basically, this is 1991. You're looking at 1991. Yeah. They tell us it's the future for yeah. no reason. Yeah. Harley Davidson, though, like uh, after this, is sort of like, okay, that was dumb. Maybe I'm not going to like this movie. But then we get a gearing up montage where he's like done banging this chick with their tits out. Yeah. And he's putting on all his sweet motorcycle gear. Fucking right when he like flips up his jacket and is ready to like fucking head out. Boom. Fucking Bon Jovi. We get fucking Bon Jovi going on. Fuck. Perfect yeah. goddamn song for the opening credits of this movie. Just get tons of fucking badass Bon Jovi's, twinkling hard rock guitars, lots of just images of Mickey Rourke fucking on a chopper riding out in the open road. If I was, it really sets a mood, man. If I was making this movie now and Mickey Rourke's getting ready and he mm-hmm. gets on a motorcycle, I would have been all like, "It's my life." It's now. I was thinking a little ever. bit uh, too uh, over the end credits. I was thinking that there was a Kid Rock song, the kid. So I was, I was thinking like, "Cowboy, get this, get this fucking uh, movie, remake it, and like rescore it with." It's like but, my. It's like rock of it's, modern days. It's like my Forrest Gump one man yeah, show. Exactly idea, what I was doing, where I just redo everything with '90s alternative. But uh, or not make this thing in 2020, but set it in 2025. Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man, Redux. But set the soundtrack in 2005. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta do it. What happens next? Well, one of the coolest things that you can do in an action movie to establish your cool hero happens next. After we get the credits out of the way and we're done here in Bon Jovi, we get one of the best action movie tropes that exists. Oh, our hero stumbles into a robbery that's in progress. Waka waka. And he has to beat the shit out of some random robbers so we know what kind of a badass he is. Yeah. Uh, I've been alive for 37 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to smoke. How many robberies would you say you've well, walked your way into? getting stumbled, stumbled through in your I in used your to day. smoke cigarettes, so I went into gas stations. The the wife still smokes I've been cigarettes. in a lot of liquor so stores. I, I got to go into gas stations. I've never once... Never once seen a a robbery. Oh wow! It's a, I don't know. I've seen a lot of action movies, and it seems like this is pretty frequent. So it's it seems implausible to me that you have never stumbled yeah, he, into a, he, a random. He had nerves of steel. He wasn't too. Yeah, it's not only just like a cool good guy beats up the bad guy thing. You also get like that cool scene where the the good guy gets to go like, uh, "I hate to break it to you, but this isn't the first time somebody's had a yeah. gun to my head." Blah blah blah. Like totally cool this isn't under the duress. First time somebody's been. Pushing the head of their penis against my butthole. Yeah, so these two scumbags are like robbing this gas station, and he's all like, oh, it sucks that you're such pieces of shit scumbags. And he's doing that like pouty lip Mickey Rourke Donald Trump thing yeah. like they do with their mouth, like, ooh, fucking scumbags making it stink in here. Yeah, and this is before the boxing career, so don't try to blame it on the brain damage. And it's weird because like he doesn't quite look like an animatronic nightmare yet, but like. But he still looks horrifying. Things are happening to his face. Yeah. Like he's. 
nearly still handsome, but not quite. And he's like got some big like veneer chomper teeth yeah. that are like making him look a little bit unnatural. Yeah. But he doesn't look completely like those fucking big headed mon- clay monstrosities from that uh, 80s video. Oh, <laughs> you know yeah. This is the, the land of confusion. Yeah, land of confusion. That's it. Yeah. Like he's, he, he eventually is a land of confusion monster. Right here, I feel like it's like a werewolf transformation where we're like yeah. in one of the first one or two steps going towards that from how he used to look like. And, and yeah, once his, the boxing career starts, his it's just over. It's just fucking claws. over. He had the claws even back then. Yeah, but he kicks the living shit out of these two robbers, and it's like, okay, fucking this guy's a badass, cool. Yeah, real cool guy. And then, fucking, you want to talk about action movie tropes that are, need to be in every action movie that are perfect? Lay it on Smash me. cut into a strip club. Scene set in a strip club for no reason. Girls, girls, We're at this girls, bar. There's bam. a lot of billiards going on. There's a really lazy stripper who takes her top off, and she's not, like, dancing or swinging on a pole. She's Mm-mm. just on a motorcycle, mm-hmm. like, writhing around on a motorcycle that's up on a stage. Yeah, and I'm that's like, easy money. This is the easiest fucking money right there. This is She's basically, like, the Steven Seagal of strippers right yeah. there, where she's like, I'm not going to be moving around, swinging around a pole. Just, I'm going to be here stationary. You try to create some movement with the camera. We'll pretend like what's happening. She wouldn't. She wouldn't be mad about Bella Thorne breaking OnlyFans. You know. Wait, what happened to OnlyFans? Bella Thorne, uh-huh. the actress. Sure. She signed up for the OnlyFans. Mm-hmm. Made like two million dollars in a week. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know. I think she. I don't know if she really got naked or not. But something well, about Matt, we need to get on this OnlyFans and figure it out. Something about refunds being wanted. And now OnlyFans is like, well, um, now instead of these young whores getting their money in seven days, they have to wait thirty days. I was just explaining to somebody a lot the other day about how this thing's tie-ups. really been a good thing for young whores. Yeah. And the young girls that work for me know an awful lot of girls who are doing this shit. I've even heard the phrase, everybody I know is doing it. Wow. It turns out you cut out the middle, man, and just like this website gets a little fucking... You can make They're a lot good. of money as a young lady They're taking good. their clothes They're off. Cut. I guess girls it just... used to be you'd have to like have a pimp or like some yeah. sort of big porn contract, yeah. and you right. basically just get like turned out and like fucking ran through real quick. Now you can be your own boss, Matt. Yep. Make your own schedule, buddy. You're already masturbating. Yeah. Just show the world. Right. Uh-huh. Point a webcam at it. Bank $2 million in a week. That's what this chick made. I just don't think it's fair that women can pay their way through college selling feet pics, but we can't. Yeah. We actually have to chop the feet off yeah. of people and, and, right. and mail it to, to our customers. Correct. Which is a much more risky proposition. Oh, absolutely. You don't know where I'm getting those feet no, from. There's no telling. You have no idea. So the reason we're in this fucking... This, this bar slash strip club right here is because we've got a second hero we need to introduce, oh. Matt. That hero is Don Johnson, the Marlboro Man. He, oh. He's playing some pool. So the ca- And isn't one of the characters? Against the character of Big Indian. No, And is just the thing winking them. There's no there's nobody with the, the one name like Eskimo sidekick character or anything here. No. Okay. Him and Billy Six ki- Killer are hanging out. Don Johnson is introducing us to his number one character trait. I never stop talking about my dead daddy, no matter what the fucking situation is. It's a good distraction, I guess. He's running the tables like, my daddy taught me six things about playing pool. Number one, you always hit the balls in. Number two, you gotta look cool while you're doing it. Number That's three, good, you have Johnson. a cigarette in your mouth. You no, know, my old man used to tell me, 
Before he left this shitty world, five rules in shooting a game of pool for cash. Lesson number one, always shoot with a cigarette hanging in your mouth. Can't smoke with no fire, asshole. I quit. Lesson two, always know the table before you shoot. Lesson number three. Make sure you chalk that stick real good for each shot. Lesson four. Never make a bet. If you can't pay the debt. Lesson number five. If you lose, stand up straight and tall. That corner. Walk like a man. School's out, boys. So eventually he just runs the whole table and like he's just like, now you owe me money. Big Indians like this you're surrounded by a fucking other Indians, not as big, but all pretty big. Right. I got a cool like switchblade on me. Uh, I'm not going to pay you the $500 I just lost. No. And we're probably just going to kick the shit out of you. Don Johnson, why are you dressed like a cowboy also? Um, Suddenly, yeah. we got a bar fight on our hands. Does he win? Well, that's tough to say. You know, does anybody really win when you fight. resort to violence that's a good, in, in a public place when we could yeah. just talk through it? Yes, of course he wins. Oh, we got to establish it. He's a badass. But during the fight, Marlboro shows up and he backs him up a little bit. He's like hanging oh, around the yeah, pool. Yeah. Or yeah, Har- Har- yeah. Har- Harley Davidson shows Harley. up and he's like, hey, hey, let it be one on one. He hey, said he's a pretty boy. You I'm know? Mickey Rook. So the, this big Indian throws him around. He slashes him in the side with a knife and whatnot. Oh, that's right, he does. There's, there's, it's pretty brutal. They're busting through some tables. It's a good little fight. It he eventually, a, it was a tough fight. Gets the best of him by taking a cue ball and bashing him in the temple with it about like six times. Until it took him a while. He just visibly turns that disabled. Guy, yeah, that guy wouldn't go under. <laughs> no, yeah, it took a lot. Like. You watched, you watched the CTE happen like, mm-hmm. before your eyes. This is going on. This man will never be the same after all this. I recognized the face because I'd made it a million times myself. It was, it was his fault, though, you know. He picked the fight. He, mm. he lost the, the pool game fair and square. He should have been. should have been. Although yeah. I did have a little bit of a question as that final shot on the eight ball. He I called the corner. It. And it went in that corner, but like after like bouncing off five rails. Mm-hmm. He, didn't, he didn't call any of those bouncing off the he rails. He didn't call bank. It could have just been slop. He's not like, what are the rules? What are our slop rules here in this fucking pool hall? That's Maybe fair. fucking, you know, Billy Six Killer was in the right here. He could have been. Considering Remember? the rest of the movie, these main characters of ours are just scumbags. Remember how we used to go to Zach's Crazy Eights and they had that big Hulk Hogan cardboard cutout um, with a sign that said no mass a no it was really hulk hogan yeah that's pretty classy yeah. i didn't spend much time in zach's crazy uh, eights i was maybe in there two or three times well you you go there a lot now because it's a gun shop hey I go there to pick up young ladies duh mm-hmm. 
It's where you meet them. Duh. It's where you meet them at the gun shop. Hey, if you were just in a hell of a crazy bar fight, uh-huh. maybe got your ribs cut open. I've been there, man. And then you're like, oh, I'm here with my best friend now. Yeah, reunited after two years. Where would you go, like, talk and, like, heal yourself up? Uh, I'm not going to, I don't know why we're getting into personal shit right here. It's weird, but I don't know. I'd say, like, probably, like, find a cool billboard, go up and sit on it and just talk for a while about just, things. Just get up there on your own and just be there. This is the first of two scenes where Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man yeah. sit up on a billboard and just have a have a heart to heart. Wow. Blink one eighty two's Adams song <laughs> plays in the background. Uh fucking Harley Davidson, I'm pretty sure, is just eating out of a can of hobo beans while they're oh, up there. Oh yeah, he is. Marlboro yeah. Man's like trying to like patch up the big slash on his side. Fucking <laughs> Randomly, Harley Davidson's just eating a can of hobo beans right out the can. Yeah. <laughs> These two have weird lives, as it turns out. Pretty cool, though. And I think, like, this scene is supposed to be, like, the scene that deepens them as characters for us after introducing... But, like, it's such a poorly written scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're just... And Mickey Rourke's trying to act the hell out of it. He's just like... Yeah. Did you ever wonder... Could be something better. <laughs> Every day. No, I don't mean like that. I mean something. Something different. Talking about heaven? I mean like. I mean like God. You didn't go and get religious on me now, did you? No, man, but I mean, just think about it. If, there is a, if there is a heaven and a God, yeah, I'd like to meet the dude. You know, I'd like to go up there and hang out with him. Well, you ain't gonna meet God with me. Well, I'm dead and done. I don't want no damn excuses. They say a lot of shit that adds up to nothing in this scene. He's Sonny Crockett. Rewrite on the billboard scene. That's what I'm saying. Uh, also, Mickey Rourke does what his character does a painful amount of times mm-hmm. in this scene, which is uh, talks about his dead wife, maybe. Uh, he's got a picture of There's a some lady woman that he longs he talks, for. I, he talks about how like she went away and how he's still got a lot of feelings about it on his inside. Yeah, like, I through, understand. Through like this whole movie, he's just like talking about the feelings he gets inside of him. Yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. Then Don Johnson's all like, I don't have time to think or feel. I just survive day to day. Yep. And then uh, what? They go to a. They go to another bar. They go to the plane crash bar. Yeah. Where they, they, they know the old black guy who owns the place clearly we find right out, away. We find out in the parking lot, mm-hmm. though, when Don Johnson's bike takes a shit on him. That's right. And Mickey Rourke tries to shoot it. He's a bad we shot. Out, we establish it. Comically bad shot. Rourke can't shoot. Johnson can. On the other hand, yeah, he's fucking dead eye right there. Yeah. So we go in. They're like, oh, this is, this is like home. We were raised here in this bar. And once yeah. again, Mickey Rourke's just like, it feels so good to be back. Being here makes me feel good inside of my feelings. Yeah, that's because they're playing uh, Third Eye Blind's semi-charmed kind of life mm-hmm. at this point of the movie. So they see their old black mentor in the corner, Chubbs, let's call him. He's uh, getting shaken down I think he was just called Daniel Baldwin. Old Man in the film. Oh, okay. Yeah. Seems like he'd be like Old Granddad. They'd give him like a whiskey name or something. Ooh, I, good I, call. Yeah, if, if they didn't come up with that one, then fucking... Shame on them, yeah. shaking my fist. 
But they're like, what's going on? Why is Daniel Baldwin shaking him down? Just old man. Something's not right. And they're like, uh, let's check out what's going on on the stage here at this sort of like uh, divey fucking... Oh, it's just a smooth jazz band Ooh. with an R and B singer <laughs> singing like some, some smooth <laughs> margaritas. Vanessa Williams here, yeah, she's introduced to us. She's singing with some smooth jazz accompaniment. Hell yeah, she's painting with all she the colors make of the any wind. Sense. Why would anybody allow this to happen? There needs to be chicken wire in front of her. People would be like throwing beer bottles at her and saying like, "Get the fuck off the stage." That's a good. Somebody turn on a rock song or something. Point. Like, why are all these scumbags yeah. in this bar sitting listening to this fucking? This is. This, they're acting like this is like a bar in the forties or something. So like we're in Casablanca. Jazz and dusties. This makes no goddamn sense. It's like half bikers. Then there's like classic Hollywood movie posters all over the walls and there's a jazz band playing on the stage. Meanwhile, there's arm wrestling competitions going on in the back room. (laughs) There's a lot of shit going on at this bar. It's like if Rick, instead of owning Rick's place, Mm -hmm. owned the bar in Roadhouse. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Just went in and instead of cleaning it up, he's like, we're going to make it like the 40s. See, (laughs) see, that's what we'll do. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But Nothing about this bar makes any sense. Good news. I could like just study it frame by frame and just be like, why is that going on in here? Why is that going on in here? The only thing that was factual about the bar was that the bottle of vermouth was out on the counter oh, and not in the fridge. That's, you're always going to see that. That's, yeah, it's a shame. Uh, we get Big John Stud. Yeah, this is where we learn these guys are friends with all the dudes who work here. Uh, but there's a past because Mickey Rourke fucked Vanessa Williams, who is what? the wife of Big John Studd. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> this movie is set in a world where Vanessa Williams is married to Big John Studd. Uh-huh. They are a couple. Uh-huh. That's maybe the biggest fucking leap this movie asks us to take throughout the whole fucking thing. She loves big, burly white men. Clearly she does. You've seen her film works. So, yeah, Big John Studd's like, what are you doing back here, Harley? I told you I'd kill you if I ever saw you again. We get another big bar fight, this time between Mickey Rourke and WWF legend Big John Studd. He was notoriously hard to body slam. Because he was so big, probably. How did you feel when you found out Big John Studd died? Because I know you guys seem like a big thought about Mickey it. Mickey Rourke, though, he does a pretty good job. He, like, does some rapid fire, like, strikes to his guts and then gets yeah. him up in a fireman's carry real quick. His big John Studd, like, breaks a bottle. So, like, he takes it to him real quick. Then he bites his arm, makes Be- him drop the bottle, gets him up Be- in that fireman's carry and, like, throws him over the bar or something. Mickey Rourke's a fucking badass, as I, it turns out. A lot of people don't realize this. While shooting that scene, mm-hmm. big John Studd turned to Mickey Rourke and he said, hey, 
if Nick Cage ever backs out of a wrestling movie in the future, mm-hmm. you should probably do it. This is this is where he got the wrestling bug, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Throwing around Big John Studd in this fucking uh, bar right here. Mm-hmm. Big John Studd makes the big comeback, starts using his girth to uh, choke him and throw him against fucking walls and shit. Yeah. And eventually he picks him up, throws him through a second story window, and then he falls down to the alley and busts through the... Uh, Top of a car. The rag top of a convertible. Yeah, good thing it was there. And then Big John Studd jumps two stories down, lands on him, and just starts St- strangling him that more. That <laughs> looks really cool, though, because that dude literally jumped out a window Huge. and landed Huge on his fucking feet body inside of a car. Then so he's choking him. He's, he's got him to near death, but then they start talking, and he's like, listen, man, she only loves you, not me. I'm sorry. Let's be friends. And then they end up hugging. Yeah. And then everything's nice. good. Everything's good with the people at the bar. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, except wait, what happened? This is when they're all hanging out at the end, and old granddad's all oh, like, "Oh no, the the bank is fucking strong arming oh, me. We're Jesus. in Burbank here. They built a big airport. Now all the property values Burbank. are skyrocketing. California. They want two point five million dollars for me out of a five year lease. I can't afford it. The fucking bank's gonna go under, man. And this is where, without warning, mm-hmm. the guy that stopped. A gas station robbery earlier is like, well, we'll just go rob a bank. That's right. Everybody's a little bit taken aback. Like, I'm not so sure. Like, uh, we're not bank robbers, man. Uh, and he's like, listen, we owe it to old granddad. He yeah. raised us as his own children. This needs to happen. I think. Smash cut to a very intricate fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> clearly, I don't know, seems like must have spent months like... Getting city plans and like yep. researching timelines of armored car routes yep. and yep. putting together like thousands of dollars worth of equipment or whatever. They went from we're not bank robbers. What are you talking about? How they were going to do that to just doing a heat esque. These guys are the biggest professionals in the business. Yep. They come in like ghosts and they disappear. In and out, Crazy baby. fucking armored car robbery. They're fucking. Yeah. Dressed like construction guys, they're rerouting traffic. They've got like escape routes through the fucking sewers, yep. all sorts of shit. They got like a truck down in the they got sewers. A truck down in the sewers. How'd they get the how do you like, even think is about Die Hard with a Vengeance or something? Oh Jesus! It's fucking insane. Everything these fucking scumbags who hang out in a bar and ride motorcycles were able to put together just it's, on the fly. It's funny that you said Die Hard with a Vengeance mm-hmm. because this movie has a fake movie marquee that says die hard, die hard five, five on one of the because yeah. because we're in the future matt yeah 96 one of the die like hard five game three or four things that uh establishes that we're in the future right the other one you could see on like their truck and shit is that license plates are barcodes now in uh the future oh, of yeah, 1996 they, I didn't even pick that was, up on that. that's another thing to let you know that this is slightly the future a little bit the future. i guess But yeah, they hold some guys up. The guys robbing or driving the fucking truck. There's some funny shit where Mickey Rourke like doesn't want to use a gun, so he just throws his gun at him and tackles him. Don Johnson like does some dead-eyed shooting to like yep. knock the one guy's gun out of his hand, pew, and then to like pew, pew. send his belt careening off of him when he shoots off his belt buckle. But then he like jumps off the truck and his bandana falls under his face, and he's like, "Oh shit." Yeah. I thought that was a funny was little thing. Yeah, it's a big hero moment where he's sick shooting everything within his I'm fucking t- Oh, oh goddamn. Yeah. 
He looked um, cool though. It looks like they're gonna get away. It looks like everything's that's good. Going they need good that money in, until no fucking. Well, what happened? A, a black car pulls up. Oh no! And then weird dudes in leather show up. I think like five guys. My note. All wearing dark city fucking pleather dusters. Get out of the car, lined up like robots. Daniel Baldwin is back. He's he's the lead fucking goth cyberpunk warlord. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And this is where I'm just like They're all dressed like Morpheus. It's hitting me like the hardest. It's just like everything I love in action movies is just coming at me one after another. All these weird random ideas that don't seem to fit together. This movie is the ultimate like brainstorm if I was 12 years old mm-hmm. like what would I put in a movie I'd put this in a movie and I'd put this in a movie and like somebody's just full on like fucking 12 year old dude brainstormed like throwing everything at the wall who cares what sticks and what doesn't to make this fucking maybe the perfect baby oil and blow movie ever made like I, I figured if you wrote it as a 12 year old you would have worked a super vehicle into the movie somewhere yeah definitely at some point but Five, like, fucking robotic Terminator-esque dudes in, like, Matrix coats who pull Mm -hmm. out machine guns and start Mm -hmm. machine gunning everything while slowly marching forward like fucking Terminators. That's pretty cool, too. It doesn't seem to fit into anything else going in this rough-and-tumble biker world, but... We find out... It's it's badass. We find out that those coats are made of future technology. Yeah, fucking... That Japanese Japanese Kevlar. Kevlar, yeah. So, they... These things like got like high necks too. They're like real goth looking. They're covering everything. So these yeah. these guys are basically bulletproof. Uh, we're freaking out. Like all our guys are scrambling around. Good thing Big John Stud shows up at the last minute, pokes his big body through a uh, manhole somehow. <laughs> he crashes his motorcycle into them. <laughs> And then lights yeah, there's like a sweet fire. slide. There's gas going, and then they light the gas trail. Then the motorcycle explodes by the uh, oh, they the robot guys jump over this sliding on fire motorcycle. Then oh. it careens into their sedan and, and explodes their up. sedan. And that's momentary distraction enough where they can all hop down in through the man cover where they have their truck stashed right. in the city sewer. Yeah, and then they fucking tear ass yeah, out of there. Get away, man. It's good, but. What's uh-huh. in that bag? And once they get to their rendezvous or whatever, they're like, ooh, let's get this $2.5 million out of here. It's plot twist. Fucking, this isn't money at all. These oh, are God. bags full of Tangerine Dream or whatever this fucking oh, man. future drug is called. It's, not that blue future drug. Turns out this bank is not a bank at all. It's a front for running future drugs. And... These guys are all disappointed, and they're like, oh, God, what are we going to do? Our foolproof plan to save the bar has now got a huge wrinkle in it. But I still got a lot of questions about this plan of theirs. Like, Uh this bank wants $2.5 million Mm -hmm. from these people. They're coming into the bar. They know all these guys because they're shaking them down on a seemingly weekly basis right now. Their plan is to rob this very same bank of the exact amount of money they need without any masks on or anything. Don Johnson's got his bandana pulled up for a second, but everybody else is just like... Out in the open. Out in the open. They even tell their names, which I guess we're led to believe these are aliases. Probably their names aren't really Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man, but they tell them, I'm Marlboro, and this is my friend Harley Davidson. Uh, (laughs) They introduce themselves... (laughs) That's true. To the fucking guys... 
So it's going to be like a week max before these people track down, asking around just a little bit, who are these people that robbed us? And did, oh, it's these people who are going to try to hand the money right back to us. Like, yeah. It's the stupidest fucking plan in existence. These guys are functionally retarded for coming up with this plan in the first place. Pretty much. I almost would want to have the drugs as a thing. Like, oh, at least we have a lot of drugs we can go on the street and deal now. That'll at least launder this a little bit and make this not immediately come back to us as directly as it would have. Well, but we- but things are about to get even stupider as far as their plan goes. So. Oh, no, no. There's, there's more to come, Matt. There's more to come. All I know is uh, old Tommy Sizemore finds out. Uh-huh. He's not happy about yeah. it. But he's like, Daniel Baldwin, just take care of it. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Two things I want to just throw on is, A, they drive out of the sewer into the L.A. aqueducts. Another oh, thing yeah. I would have to have in a movie if I was putting everything together. And then their rendezvous point where they're counting their stash is the airplane graveyard. Just another fucking place where yeah. if I'm making a movie, there's got to be a scene set in the airplane right. graveyard. So they're ticking all the boxes, yeah, man. Right. One doing, after one. They're doing a good they're job They're ticking here. all the boxes. So Sizemore's all like, I run the bank. I, that was my drugs. I, even though I'm a bank man, like make things I'm a, right. I'm a bank man. I'm a drug man. I'm the guy buying all these fucking Kevlar yeah. dusters for all my robot goons. Much like Tom Sizemore. I got Tia Carrera as my sexy fucking assistant. Man. He's got everything going on in this movie. And a baby-faced little size more. He looks like yeah. an infant. Like, this has to be way before all the, like, alcoholism and wife-beating and shit. Well, yeah. not way before, because it's only a couple years before shit starts going off the rails for him, but it must have happened quick. Must have happened quick. He's looking pretty fresh-faced here. Guy doesn't fuck around. No, definitely you know? doesn't. Respect that. I appreciate that. Uh, what else happens here? They, uh, uh, Rourke starts talking about he misses that girl again. Nobody gives a shit. Don mm-hmm. Johnson, he's like, Hey, man, like, uh, let me borrow a motorcycle. That's right. He's borrowing Harley's motorcycle. And then the next scene, rides up next to a motorcycle cop, pops a big fucking wheelie and flips the cop off. And then we got an insane motorcycle chase going for, I don't know, like 30 seconds or something before you catch on to what's happening. You're like, oh, this is a chick fucking cop. This is just like going to turn into a sexy scene is what it is. Guess what? This isn't him fucking with the cops at all. You're exactly right. That's what happens. Yeah, that's right. She she catches him. She throws him up against a wall. Then she starts like grabbing on his dick. She's like, let's go blow off some steam, cowboy. This is Virginia Slim. You got a license for that dick? Mm Mm-hmm. Turns out he didn't because this guy's a degenerate criminal. Yeah, he's fucking scum, he doesn't have a license for fucking anything he's no. doing. Yeah. Do we get no? Oswe gets a little side titty from her after this, right? Yeah, she like gets out of bed in the morning. Well, you and see you get like a think, but... half butt crack and a side titty. Yeah. There's nothing. There's really nothing up on the camera. But look nice. They should have been showing more though. Definitely should have been showing more. Yeah. We've already had multiple nude women in this movie. Just keep yeah. it going. It's weird that they front loaded all the nudity. Yeah. First two scenes, tits, and you're like. There's going to be tits all the way through this movie. But then yeah. it's like, hey, the tits dried up. What's, what's What the what? What's, what gives, man? I thought you had a budget of 23 mil. Mm-hmm. I should have bought at least two more pairs. Yeah, so she wakes up the next morning to find Marlboro in her kitchen mm-hmm. just before he figured out how to be Mrs. Doubtfire, Robin Williams destroying this kitchen, like Pretty not much. knowing how to cook breakfast. Yeah. And she's just like, Marlboro, you're the living end. And I'm like, she needs to be way more mad about this. 
This man has broken into her house. He's destroyed her entire kitchen. Yeah. Seemingly wasted every bit of food, like, in her refrigerator, just, like, burning it and starting it on fire and he, smearing it all over her cabinets. Hell, he was seemingly wasted. <laughs> Very much so, yeah. yeah. I, if I woke up tomorrow morning and you were in my kitchen with just... All of my food smeared everywhere and fires everywhere. I wouldn't be like, oh, Matt, you're doing it again. I'd be like, Matt, we've talked about this. You're not allowed in my house anymore. Uh, Would you break a window to get in here or something? Because I changed all the locks. I'm calling the police. We've had this conversation. Like, It's for your own good. We're calling the police. We're locking you up. This sort of behavior needs to stop. Joke's on you. When I left the night before, like, oh, the podcast was great. I'll see you later. I just pretended that I left your house and I... Just slept in a closet. Oh, he's, yeah. he's living in my walls. Yep, pretty much. But yeah, they're like, oh, we can't eat any of this food. Let's go hang out at a diner and talk. Oh, God. So then they're just like Harley Davidson and Virginia Slim talking about nothing at a diner. Like, they don't establish anything in this scene. It's just no. like Mickey Rourke's got like powdered donuts smeared all over his face, and it's really disgusting. Oh, he's like eating like Dan Smart. You yeah, know? he just... really is. Everything's with his hands. Everything's getting smeared. She's having no reaction to it. Like the fact that this grown man she's sitting across from is like drooling with powdered sugar smeared all over his face and like Don Johnson's greasy hands. No, he's not there. He's he's just like still asleep. Yeah, Yeah. in in the bed. Good for him. Because he's like, oh, we'll leave this food for Marlborough. That's right. Joke. Like, oh, he's not gonna eat any of that trash. Yeah, they literally talk about nothing. This is like a good five minutes that could be cut out of this movie. She's just like, what are you guys into? And he's like, I can't tell you about it because it's illegal. The end. The end. No, he's like, what is this new d- drug thing? That's and right. she's like, oh, it's a new drug. It's it's a future drug. Once again, did not... Is you, is you asking me about this new drug related at all to the illegal stuff you're talking about? We never see anybody yeah. doing this drug. With The drug is never leads to anything. There's no reason for this to be a future drug. It could have just been bricks of heroin. Yeah. No reason for this to be the future... No reason for this to be blue bricks of fucking future drug. Did they say you put it in your eyes? They say that you put it in your eyes, but we don't see anybody put it in their eyes. We don't know what it's like once it's in their eyes. Nobody gets it in their eyes, and then it's like leads to something happening in the movie. You think that's nothing? Nothing. That's what they're putting in old Mandy's eyes in the hit film Mandy when they put those drugs in her eyes. Could be that Mandy, the Nick Cage movie, could be set in the Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man extended universe. I'd watch a movie with uh, Red from Mandy and then Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. The three of them. Yeah, me too. Sounds great. So then they show back up at old Virginia Slim's house. She's good people. She goes off to work at the same time Marlboro is like stumbling out of her house like, what's going on? This is when he sees her new boyfriend because she's like, hey, I'm getting married to my new boyfriend because you're a degenerate scumbag who only comes around like once a month. She's not wrong. He's like, he stole my woman. I'm going to steal his bike. And he just hot wires this fucking Harley, and now both of them have motorcycles. We yeah. got our motorcycle duo motorcycling around. He stole that cop's bike. He stole a hot-wired a police officer's motorcycle, we learn later. He's like a lieutenant or something. And yeah. Much like everything that happens in this movie, people just do things and then... Oh, we all deal with act it. Act like there's going to be no repercussions, and then generally there aren't any repercussions. Mm. Oh, it's the future. In the year 2000. 
Except for after what happens in the next part of their plan, where they're like, you know what? We're just going to take these future drugs, walk directly into that bank high-rise in broad daylight, yeah. demand to meet with the head of the bank, and then offer to sell him back his drugs for two point five. Yeah, they're holding the drugs hostage for the money. Yeah, it's a good plan. I mean, it's no like we send him a note and like meet us here. If you, they literally the two of them unmasked in the one outfits that they wear every single day. Yeah, walk into this fucking office building. Tia Carrera takes them to an office, and they end up having a conference call with Tom Sizemore. Yeah, Don Johnson. This gets- plan is insane. Don Johnson gets like a shirt change at least because his first shirt got cut. Oh yeah, that's true. He goes true. from he like from a, like a blue a shirt white to a white button one. down, yeah. Or, yeah, or vice versa, whichever. But yeah, oh yeah, uh, fucking Mickey Rourke. He's, I was thinking too, like it wouldn't be hard for us to go as these two guys for Halloween this year. Like that's whatsoever. a really good yeah. idea. We 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 pretty much got it got it going already. Should I bleach my hair for it? I, I was hoping that you would. Well, yeah, I guess he's got 100%. like darker hair in it. It is, yeah. It's 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 not bleached, but it's 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 lighter than you got going on. We're gonna have to get some hair dye in here, that's for sure. I just gotta get that sweet like two thousands like race wear mm-hmm. leather yeah. Harley Davidson these guys. I just gotta get like a Stetson and some old snakeskin boots that yep. I beat up and duct tape all yep. over, like can I get that sweet German Iron Cross weightlifting belt that he's wearing the entire movie for? Well, you've no already reason? got one of those, so just pull yours out and make it part of the costume. Like it was a gift from Triple H. <laughs> he's a very generous man. He's a good guy. Gets a bad rap. We need to find somebody to go as Big John Studs so we can <laughs> get a full crew going. Yeah, we we'll just put Marie in a beard again. That makes sense. Um, so he's just like, you know what? You guys got Moxie, so. I am going to give you this $2.5 million you want. Let's do a handoff at the airplane graveyard, how about? We got to get our money's worth from renting out the airplane graveyard for a day. Worked out for Worked them. Worked out well. Yeah. So, will they, do they go there? Uh, fucking Daniel Baldwin and the goons show up. Okay. They're there with the money. They make a handoff. Everything seems to go smooth. Beautiful. They're back at the bar. They're celebrating. They're breathing a sigh of relief. And I'm just like... Guys, they know who you are. They literally have you on videotape. You've just stolen from them and extorted from them for $2.5 billion or million dollars. They've got a whole army of dudes with fucking dark city coats and machine guns. Like, why are you just hanging out in this bar celebrating? They're going to come kill you immediately. Why did none of you realize this was not a victory? They're going to come kill you immediately. Why is everyone just doing crazy shit, assuming there will be no consequences Throughout this whole movie, and the one time, the one time there are actual consequences for any of his actions is here, where, wouldn't you know who won the pony, the bad guys show up. Oh, God. And destroy the entire bar and kill all of Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man's friends. They kill every one of their friends, just like they should have known was going to happen. That's a sad story. These fucking malooks sitting around, they're literally like toasting. Hey, we did a great job. We just stole this money from this bank. Now we can just go back to the bank tomorrow and hand them this money again and be like, hey, now we get to keep the bar, right? No one will know. What is this plan? At least steal the money from a different bank. Yeah, uh, Daniel Baldwin shows up really fast and just shoots up the entire There's a massacre. Everybody dies. He uses his Terminator vision to see that there's two-way glass and just shoots through the two-way glass. Everyone's screaming. That's assumed There's by you. There's blood everywhere. That's assumed. 
They never prove he has Terminator. This vision. man's a Terminator, or were, so? are you saying he's just such a bad actor? That's why he is expressionless throughout this entire fucking film. No, I watched a lot of that Celebrity Fit Club with uh, Daniel Baldwin. He is full of character. Okay, I'm thinking too, if like he was like some sort of perfect robot from the future, they wouldn't have gave him such creepy little chipmunk teeth. Yeah, and give him a mouthful of such weird little creepy chipmunk teeth right. pointing here and there. Because he's definitely got that going on. I just love how he's already fat in this movie. He's like not though. He's just smooth. <laughs> like he's got a he's got pooch no under features. It looks like he's photoshopped. He looks like yeah. all of his features were just like photoshopped. It's like yeah, it's a little bit of fat, but it's not enough. He's like one of those morbidly obese people who just yeah. lose all features, except he's like normal proportions. It's he's, weird to look at. He's like if you took current. Fat Alec Baldwin mm-hmm. and tried to use that like movie technology where they're like, yeah, we're going to Irishman you and shave yeah, off a right, couple there of years. You go. That's, that's what's going on yeah. here. Somebody belt sanded fat Alec Baldwin's face. Young right Daniel into a, Baldwin. Right into out. a Daniel Baldwin. He's looking weird, but he successfully kills all of their friends and they run away. Yeah. They're just like, oh, let's fucking hop the fence to the Burbank airport next door and run away. Oh, that's right. Which that's, is pretty yeah, cool. I like any sort of scene where people can scale up a big razor wire fence and get over it real yeah. quick. Like, that's always fun to watch. They just legitimately grab the razor wire. Mm hmm. They don't even do like yeah, the ball to the wall. my leather coat over it. These guys a la fight club. They, no, they're they just popped like, a fence yeah. time or two in their days. They fucking know how to do it. Yeah. Hop a fence, get a pickup game, get in a hood fight, all in a day's work. This is where shit gets wild though, because they like run to some sort of cargo plane and are like trying to hide on it. For a, a while. Daniel Baldwin and the machine gun guys come by and they're like machine gunning airport workers, like out on the runways of this airport. The tarmac, they call Once it. Once again, just like people doing things as if there's going to be no repercussions. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You're you're in a you're on an the grounds of an airport, man. You can't be machine gunning people. No, you're not getting out of there without the place going on complete fucking lockdown. I mean, you're I, getting surrounded. I know it's pre 9/11, but they still yeah, had still. cops at airports. Back you guys then. are going to jail forever. Yeah. But no, seemingly they just like machine gun some people. Harley Davidson, the Marlboro man's fucking plane takes off. They get away and they're just like, live to fight another day. Let's casually stroll out of here with our machine guns and our future dusters. Everybody's going to be fine with it. There aren't police and like military personnel swarming everywhere. It's cool, baby. It's 1996. The world's in shambles. It's not cool because they got big problems. Oh, what are those problems? (sighs) They land in Marlboro Man's least favorite place on Earth. Sin City? Vegas. Yeah. And we learn this. We get some more background. He's He's like, like, I'm from here. Turns out there's a lot of rodeos that go on here. My daddy was probably the best rodeo man in the world. Oh, did they say all that? Yeah. I just just heard him be like, I'm from here. And Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, good enough. Mm -hmm. So they're hiding out in a hotel. They got like a room on the top floor. Marlboro's all like, I don't like this. It's a pretty hard getaway, and fucking Harley Davidson's like, they can't track us. They don't know where we are. Meanwhile, he's like flipping this suspicious gold coin that they gave them. Like, there was fingers. Like, it'd be impossible for them to find us. He requested that coin. One one extra dollar, which they gave to him in like a silver dollar, I guess. But a little plot twist going out. Turns out that was a tricked out tracer that they put inside of a fake coin. Who would have guessed? Tracking them everywhere they go. 
bad guys show up at the hotel in their fucking dark city dusters with their machine guns. And once again, in the middle of a fucking Vegas hotel that's yeah. at full occupancy, yeah. we've already established, they just start machine gunning everywhere. Through the halls, up the fucking stairwells, onto the roof. Eventually, they're pinned down on top of the roof. There's machine gun fire everywhere. Only thing this uh, scene was missing was a country and western concert outside. That would have been cool, yeah. I was just talking about that tragedy that happened in Vegas a year ago. Oh, yeah. people machine gunning yeah. through um, hotel win- windows, yeah. You see, I was making light of a very horrendous thing that had happened. I see, yeah. I didn't know that was a country western show where that yeah. happened. That's yeah. weird. I guess there are a lot of cowboys in Vegas. Who knew? You know. Matt, if there's one thing I need in an action movie, mm-hmm. if you're making the world's perfect action movie that I'm not going to let you get away without doing, mm-hmm. it's a scene where people are trapped on a high-rise roof. And I'm the listening. only way for them to escape is to jump like 50 stories and land in the complex's pool thus ushering them off to complete safety. Nate. After they comically like spit out a little bit of water or something, just like, whoo, what a ride that was. Maybe Let's little, go. Maybe a little back and forth with one of them being like, yeah, but they're still shooting. Waka waka. This is in like 99 out of 100 action movies from the 80s and the 90s. Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man's not going to let it fucking no, go sir. without doing it. We get these two assholes fucking doing sign of the crosses on their chests and jumping just fine. Yep. Everybody's always just fine in a movie. Have they myth-busted this? Have the myth-busters tried to throw themselves off the top of a high-rise and uh, land in a swimming pool ah, at I've all? I've seen Steve-O do it a million times. Because it seems to me like they just turn into grape jelly immediately when they hit that pool, Matt. Every bone in their body just disintegrated. It's crazy that so many movies tried to get away with this scene. You see weird videos all the time of like weird British dudes jumping 60 feet into no, like, a I kid's don't. pool. I don't see videos like that at all. Where are you watching videos of weird British dudes jumping into pools? I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Um, I, You know who else doesn't know what they're doing with their life? Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. Yeah. It's, it's time for them to have another talk, but they don't know any of the cool billboards in Vegas, so yeah. they got to skip town. Well, where'd they go? They narrowly evaded these guys. They're in the middle of Vegas. They're sopping wet, head to toe. Next scene, they're just out in the country, hopping the rails. <laughs> they're, they're hoboing it on a fucking train. And this is, I couldn't tell if this was like supposed to be character development, this scene, or if the screenwriter just forgot which character was which. Because now, like, fucking Marlboro is like, I can't yeah. stop thinking about how everything's going. Like, it's not right. We got to fix things. And Harley Davidson's like, we don't need to fix anything. We just need to survive day by day. And I'm like, that's the exact opposite of what these two characters were saying at the beginning of the movie. Yep. Is this supposed to be, like, growth, or is this just we've forgotten which lines are supposed to go into which characters' mouths at this point? I could see it as growth with the Don Johnson character, because he's like, oh, man, I really do love this lady, and I'm going to end up losing her because I'm afraid to yeah, fucking commit sure. to anything. I'm buying but, that. But, like, yeah, there's no basis for like fucking mickey rourke having any kind of change yeah, of heart going from like oh i think about everything and i got yeah. feelings inside of me yeah. to just being like oh, i just want to survive maybe because he is fucking uh sensitivity got all every every friend he's ever had killed <laughs> could be that could be the turn right there so. if there's a turn though they don't they don't sell it enough in the script it just Mm-mm. feels like Mm-mm. they've traded dialogue like very yeah, suddenly and it's very, very randomly weird. 
Yeah, it's not really brought up anymore. At this point, they have figured out that the coin was how they were being tracked, so they got that yeah. fucking disassembled. Uh, Don Johnson's all like, I'm going to go back to L.A. I'm going to make things right. Yeah. Nikki Rourke's like, sucks to your ass, Mar. I'm staying on this train. Right. Don Johnson feeds Mickey Rourke's own line back to him here. So maybe there is a little bit of trading places here where he gives him a Oh, yeah. Line. What does he say to him? It's better, uh, better to be, better cool, be cool, than, than cool and dead, dead than alive and, and uncool. uncool. Yeah. Which is a great fucking line. At yeah. first, Mickey Rourke says it at first, then Don Johnson throws it back at him. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Then he cool just line. jumps off a train, a moving train. Yep. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. He landed it. He was yeah, okay. Yeah. Tuck and roll. Did okay. Just still had his saddlebags on him, I think. Made he's carrying saddlebags around this whole movie. Yeah, he's a cowboy. I know. I know yeah. he is, Matt. He's I not, he's he not fucking around, man. And so he's like, well, I'm just going to go back to Virginia Slim's house. Oh, but things don't work out. Turns out her new beau answers the door when he goes knocking on it. Yeah. And we, we got a little bit of a domestic dispute going on here. I like that he cucks him, though, and the dude's like, oh, were you fucking the Marlboro man? He's like, yeah, I am. Now go get her, dude. Mm-hmm. And he and does, like, okay, like a little sorry. bitch. Like, this guy's a I'm fucking sorry, cop. Man. He needs to be, like, sticking a gun in this guy's face and being like, yeah. get the fuck out of here or, you know, gonna knock you on your head, call some of my friends over here, we're gonna kick the shit out of you, throw you in jail for some trumped-up charges. Like, instead, he's just arguing and yelling with his woman. What kind of a cop is this? Uh, you know what? Like, in spite of everything that's going on in the world today, even back in, wait, like, wait, 91... What, what's going on in the world today? Uh... Did I miss something on the news or something? Not much. Oh, okay. You didn't miss anything. Oh, thank God. But like 91 was all about like the early 90s movies. They're constantly being like, I can, I know a dude on the force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to kick the shit out of you and then get our way. I guess what year was Rodney King? Was this just before or was... No, because like well, this is before. Because this is yeah. ninety one, right? It's very soon after this. It's all demolition like, man. riots in the streets. Demolition man is dirty made LA cops in beating people. Ninety three, right after the Rodney King riots, yeah. which spawned their future world, which took place in ninety five, not ninety six. Which do you think is a cooler future world, the Demolition Man one or the Harley <laughs> Davidson and a Marlboro Man one? Are we talking the? 95 yeah i'm talking world? alternate 95 oh, i'm not okay. talking about like sanitized future um, future i think i'm I'd talking rather. about like disgusting early 90s street crime taken to its ultimate uh <laughs> that looked too scary i want to live in you want to live in, okay Harley yeah Davidson. demolition man too scary i want i want no uh repercussions for what i do kind of world yeah if i'm walking down a dark alley i'd much rather come across chance wilder than uh simon phoenix i'll tell you that much right absolutely now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Simon Phoenix is a killer. So uh what what should we call it? The cops like, yeah, I'll go get her and then she's she all comes like out and it's like you, you got fucking fucked hit the up, bricks bro. and he's like, I just wanna let you know that even though I fucked up like I you're a cool girl. chick or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like Mickey Rourke shows up and he's like, hey, bro, I thought about it a little bit. I'm on your side again. Let's end the movie. Because I waited so long yeah. to <laughs> find out he his He goes answer. from, nope, we are torn apart of, over our difference of philosophy on this one to literally the next scene. Hey, I'm back. We're back together. Yeah. Let's do the last scene of the right. movie. <laughs> right. Well, they sneak one scene in real quick where they go back to the old billboard Oh, yeah, second billboard so scene. Don Johnson can finally tell him the story of his boots. Oh, uh, which the story of his boots, his cowboy father gave him those boots his first time he was riding rodeo, 
and he immediately got thrown off the horse Busted and broke his arm, his arm in four good. places. Like dogged his arm. Turns out he's not the cowboy his father is. He's been chasing the shadow of that great, yeah. great man his entire life. But he's he's keeping the boots no matter how torn up they get. He's duct taping them back together in the memory to be of his daddy. Yeah. The one thing he gave him before he left this shitty world. AIDS. Oh, the second thing he gave him then. Oh, sorry. Uh, next scene. Showdown at the airplane graveyard. Mm. These guys, they're like, it's time to get some revenge against these unstoppable guys in Japanese fucking Kevlar future yes. coats with high caliber machine guns. Lightweight Kevlar. I've got a plan. Let's turn our tracer back on. Get a couple of just ineffective six shooters. Yep. Go to the airplane graveyard and pray that somehow they don't murder us. Well, they come up with a new plan. They're like, those coats are lightweight Japanese <laughs> yeah, Kevlar. Sure. Uh-huh. We need to shoot their heads. Shoot them in their heads. It's, we'll just do that now. Beautiful. While raining all around us is machine gun fire. <laughs> you only got to get one shot in. We're, we're outnumbered. We're outgunned. I really thought they were going to have some sort of plan here, Matt. I thought there was going to be some sort of trap. That they were was come, the sort plan. Of clever Shoot thing. the heads. <laughs> Nate, it's like when you turned GoldenEye into a regular four-person match, and you turned it into a license Create to a kill. a shooting gallery. And it's all you need, the one bullet, and it separated you know, the winners from the fucking wannabes where everybody's just laying down suppressed fire, hoping for the best. No, 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 no. One shot, baby. That's We've already takes. established that one of them cannot shoot at all. <laughs> yeah, that, that diminishes your chances. So their plan it, it plays out like this. Fucking bad guys chopper into the airplane graveyard. They go to find the tracer. They find the suitcase, open it up, find out there's not $2.5 million in the suitcase anymore. Ooh. There's just the $1 that's the tracer. Ooh. And then here I'm like... What's going to happen? Have they rigged this thing to like explode or they like surrounded them or something? Absolutely, right? No. No? Instead, they're just standing off into the distance. The bad guys look at them and they're like, oh, there's those assholes. They look at the bad guys and they're like, well, now let's have a fair gunfight where they have more guys and a bunch of armor and machine guns and we have two six shooters. And then that's that's the end of this movie. (laughs) They they legitimately just have a little gunfight. Yep. Yep, and they uh, well, they shoot everybody in the head. Uh, they do. They end up shooting just like by like sneaking around in corners and yeah. diving behind things. They eventually shoot everybody in the head, no, except they, for Daniel Baldwin. Yeah, he gets the drop. Who gets on the Johnson. drop on uh, old Don Johnson? He's got the gun to his head. Fucking Marlboro's got the gun pointed at them, and we've got the conundrum. Barbara's telling him, like, shoot him, just shoot him. But he's like, uh, we've established I'm a terrible shot. This is not going to work out. He does it anyway. He ends up trying and shooting his own friend. Oh, God, right he in the arm. shoots Don Johnson right in the arm. Fucking uh, some more shit happens. I don't know. He tries to shoot again. Somehow, he, John Johnson gets free and dives for a gun and shoots fucking old Baldwin in the head. He's yeah, dead. Yeah. All the goons are dead. Yeah. We've got one last guy to take care of, Tom Sizemore, the big boss. Before they leave the uh, airplane boneyard, whatever... Mm-hmm. Uh, Don Johnson does turn to Rourke and say, can't believe you shot me, you shitbird. <laughs> shitbirds. Uh, I love when anybody says shitbird. Throw a shitbird around a lot, of, a lot of fun. Also, they have a, a convo with the helicopter pilot who oh, took in the bad right. guys. And they're yeah. like, hey, uh, you didn't really like those guys, did you? And he's like, no, they were a bunch of assholes. Aww, so I he's didn't. like, 
How about you be on our side then? Chopper us to your boss's building and then help us kill your boss. And he's like, yeah, you know what? I'll probably get severance or whatever if the company yeah. goes down. Like, sounds sounds like a good plan to me. They hand him like a couple grand and they're like, this is the last paycheck yeah. you'll need. Uh-huh, sure. Which, it's like, I don't think who so. Who knows? Maybe he's got more clients than just Sizemore. This guy That's could fair. be TCing it from Magnum PI around everywhere. Just good point. Flying whoever's fucking paying him that day. He might be a freelancer. We don't know that point. he's on retainer. We, we don't, don't know that. We have no idea. So uh, literally, showdown at Nakatomi Plaza. That's our yeah. fucking last scene here. For yeah. the second time, these guys just walk into this building without a plan and are yeah. just like, we're just going to go up there and kill this guy or demand that he, I don't know, becomes our bitch or whatever. We got in on the helo pad. There's no, other than that extremely elaborate bank car robbery that they came up with. Yeah. There's no planning in this movie whatsoever. No, just show Fly up. Fly by the seat of just our show pants. up, That's man. what's happening. Just show up. Uh, what happens, man? So they're like, hey, Sizemore, we got your drugs or some shit. Well, Don Johnson goes in the long He's got the money now. And he's just remember. like, hey, you're a piece of shit. Like, uh, we probably shouldn't have stole this money from you, though. But you killed all our friends. So I'll tell you what, right now, we're going to give you your money back. You just sign the lease of the bar off over to us, and then we'll all call it even. Sizemore's like, yeah, not really. Probably just like... I'm going to have you killed. Oh, look, there's a bunch of my yeah. guards behind you with guns and whatever. Like, yeah. uh, fucking, you're stupid. You should have came here with a plan. You shouldn't have just walked into my office like this. It's, That's right. I own this building. It's there's, it's full of my private security army. And they're like, oh, wait, we had one plan besides the bank heist. Meanwhile, Tia Carrera is just looking hot, like oh, in the background. You kidding like, I'm me? Just, I'm not going to say anything, yeah. but I'm just standing around looking hot. She's looking great. She's got that, uh blouse with none of the buttons button oh no no but it's still holding shut none somehow booby tapes going yeah, on somehow some sort tape. of booby tape going on either way they're like how are we gonna get out of this one and they're like oh that's right we came up with one more plan oh, yeah, that's right we paid the helicopter pilot to use his gatling gun <laughs> yeah he just starts hovering outside the fucking window and machine gunning the entire office like, that's the same model air or helo helo that you've seen in uh airwolf helo Oh, that TV show from yeah. from the 1980s? Yeah. It was a takeoff of uh, that one movie we watched. Uh, what was yes. It called? Yeah. Everything going. Everything comes around full circle here on Baby Lone Blow. All the time. Uh, yeah. So luckily he only shoots the bad guys and not Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man. No. And then they're left with Tom Sizemore. And like there's a big confrontation that ends up like the good son slash end of Die Hard in it where like... Sizemore goes out the window, but then he catches hold of Marlboro, and he's yep. hanging from Marlboro, and they're sliding out, and fucking Harley Davidson's got Marlboro's hand, and they're pulling, and it's yeah. just like, oh, if, Sizemore's like, if I go, I'm taking you with me, and he's pulling, he's pulling, but then Chekhov's cowboy boots come back to roost, my man. Oh, Chekhov from uh, fucking uh, Star Trek. You yeah. establish that there is a torn up pair of janky old cowboy boots in your movie eventually those cowboy boots are gonna be torn asunder while mm. tom sizemore's hanging from them mm. he's gonna lose his footing he's gonna go fucking gruber in it all the way down to the ground how flat there's no pool under him matt this movie i'll tell you that much this movie no swimming pool under him not even a fountain this movie was made how many years after die hard mm, two 
And how come that fall looked so much worse? So much worse. Like the fucking green screen here just looks like, like it just gets so uh, out of focus. Yeah. Once it it's halfway down. 1980s quality is what's yeah. going on here. It looks terrible. Probably ran out of money buying all those cool dusters. Uh, but yeah, he's dead now. And then we get a little fucking like uh, denouement here where we find out what's... The old rodeo code. What are Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man going to be into now that the, all their friends are dead and they don't have any more corrupt bankers to fight? Turns out Don Johnson's going back to Vegas to become a cowboy man again. We're wishing him well as he gets on his horse and goes to Bucks and Broncos. They stayed his full name in this scene. Yeah, they did too. I was like, who yeah, cares? Like, no, nobody was asking. It's like, like Robert Smith. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And then Marlboro... Oh, no, Marvel's doing that. Harley is all like, well, time for me to go off on my own like I always do. Good thing there's a supermodel hitchhiking on an abandoned stretch of road right outside of a rodeo. Yep. I'll probably pick her up. She'll instantly wrap her legs around me, and then we'll go off on my hog to have sex at whatever seedy motel wherever. And this is where I thought they would be cool if Kid Rock's Only God Knows Why was playing Ooh, over the end credits. That's a really good yeah, pick. Yeah, We'll get it in there. We'll get it in there when we do our remake. I'd like that a lot. Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man. We ran through it. That was the whole fucking movie. That's Uh, it. Robert Lee Edison. To take a break here. That's the Marlboro Man's name. Like, why? Why why did they tell us? It wasn't a mystery. Like, it didn't connect to anything. Who cares? (sighs) We're going to take a break. You're going to listen to some coming attractions. Do it. When we get back, Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man, will enter Judgment Day. The Wild West was pretty well tamed by 1913. I saw one just like it in Waco. Hey, Pike, you know what I hear? I hear the... Take over one of those things up north that can fly! No, oh, that was a balloon, you damned old fool. No, the old man's right. They got motors, wings, go 60 miles in less than an hour. Driven to the border by the irresistible thrust of civilization were the remnants of the breed that had made the West wild. If they move, kill them. The payrolls were harder to get at. <laughs> The army rode the railroad now. But there were still a few trails for the kind who'd be cold before they were tamed. They called them the Wild Bunch. Carter McCoy, one to ten years sentence for armed robbery. First offense in the state of Texas. Wanted by the state of Ohio for assault with a deadly weapon and armed robbery. I think you liked it, Lee. I think he got to you. At least I got to him. Baby. When I heard 
three billion. You still don't get the picture, do you? And I've always heard what a smart-ass operator you was. That's a walk-in bank, man. A piece of cake. You don't have to be Dillinger for that one. Isn't that game? It's all a game. Action! Ah! Mr. President, oh. And everybody out this way. Uh, Judgment Day. This is this is in case you don't remember, because we ain't been at it for for a couple weeks here. This is when we look out to the internet <clears throat> to see what you, the people, have to say about the film we've been watching. And uh, since there was a fucking puke and diarrhea delay in this episode, oh god, coming out both ends. What could have happened? I don't know. We ever tracked down what was going on there? Death. Some incarnate. Is this some of that gas station uh, sushi we got when we were buying those fake Oakleys, maybe? Is, is that how it happened? Dave's legendary curse of the phantom for right. stealing his rings. Ugh. Makes sense now. Makes sense what happened. Dave's had diarrhea his whole life. So yeah, I had this shit going, like, I don't know, over a week ago. I don't even remember what I found as far as reviews go. This It's probably oh, going to be like as new, new to me as anybody else here. But Probably it, a lot it, of good reviews. It looks like I've got the standard two one-bullet review and two okay. five-bullet reviews here of this film, Harley Davidson, The Marlboro Man. We'll see what the people thought of it, and then we'll try to cobble together some final thoughts of our own, and then we'll send everybody home happy. I think we need to, every once in a while, do a... A one star or one bullet, a five bullet, and then just a middle of the road three just bullet. The See, the thing is, like about that, every once in a while I do look at that, but yeah. it tends the doesn't, ones doesn't exist. The ones on the extremes are generally more interesting to read than the ones that are just like you know. I thought this one was okay yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I guess we can be those people trying to flush the weirdos out of the fucking the bushes. Here is what we, we're doing. We do like the extremes. Our first weirdo is a one bullet review from an IMDb user named Witayu. Is that Japanese? Does that sound Japanese to you? He's the guy that made the coats. Wow, that was just bad. It's a Z-class movie with actors I actually liked in the 80s. Mickey and Don were my teenage heroes, and I always felt kind of pity for their careers after they had peaked. Ouch. But this movie is inexcusable. Rourke starts to look like an alien. I think he had a chemical peel before this movie because his skin just looks extremely smooth. Yeah, that's what it is. Maybe I am wrong, but he looks strange. Maybe it's just the hair. Don looks better, and in my opinion, his acting skills are way higher, at least in this movie. Mickey gives an awful impression. Maybe if I would see myself looking like this on screen, I would give up my movie career too and sell myself as a sandbag. (laughs) The worst are the bad guys. They are bulletproof and made out of a comic book. Horrible. They must have been smoking that new drug they have in the movie. Well, first off, you don't smoke it. You put it in your eyes. Fucking idiot. Pay attention. How do they think that they can possibly get away with this crap? I was a big fan of MR, but after seeing this movie, I just feel sorry for the guy. One bullet from IMDb user. Which high you? Can I ask? Uh Uh-huh. 
What were the points in Mickey Rourke's career where you felt good for him? I'm telling you, when he was Motorcycle Boy in Rumblefish. This kid's going to turn out all right. Absolutely. I guess so. Got one more One Bullet review here. This is from an Amazon user named James Zarek Jr. Called to duty? Hideous, mindless, worthless. Don't waste your time. It's really bad acting, directing, writing. The film simply sucks. Oh, I guess if you want to suck off Don Johnson and Mickey What's-His-Name, you will like seeing them in their tight jeans and sweaty chests. But other than that, there is nothing worth seeing in thin dribble waste of Hollywood effort. And by effort, I don't mean effort. Worst film ever! One bullet from sexually repressed Amazon user. James Zarek Jr. I was just going to tell Jimmy Z Jr. Just because you admit that a man looks nice doesn't automatically put their dick in your mouth, buddy. Sweaty. Just pump the brakes. Use some more sweaty chests in this movie. I think they had shirts on pretty much the whole movie. Heaving chests. Even when they were in the pool, they had their fucking shirts. Would have enjoyed heaving chests. I could have used some heaving. Uh, we got a couple five-bullet reviews here. A couple of people who love That's Harley good. Davidson, the Marlboro Man. They love sweaty chests. First one is a five-bullet review from an IMDb user named Robert Oviano. Common spelling. Weird. Very good. Another film hated from this site. Beautiful film. As to the usual one, the usual negative comments, which talk about a classical film, some years 80, which everyone does not like it, to the nostalgic ones are met. Sure, heroes that this film had to have a judgment in this site. In fact, reviewers good part has put a high vote to the previous episodes. Because this contrast? I know the reason. Since assumptive reviewers good part favorably sees the past and as the past is better than the present, they have given several credit to the preceding episodes being still the last episode more explosive and spectacular. At this point should reject also the old episodes, but there are here two weights and two measure. In fact, also cinema masterpieces have been criticized and denigrated. Good part some reviewers of this site belong to the very bad reviewers. Better think separately with its head. Five bullets from IMDb user Robert Aviano. What? I was hoping you'd be speaking this guy's language, I think. I thought maybe like you and this guy like shared a wavelength or something. You could parse some of this out to me. That What he was saying. What he said was everything that I feel in my bones and my heart and my head every day of this weird life where we live in a bubble and a groundhog day like loop i felt like when i was trying to read that and make sense of it it must be like how theo huxtable felt when he was trying to read things with his dyslexia but not how he felt when he got that cool new sweater oh that gordon gartrell shirt it's over isn't it Again. You don't like it? I hate it. Look at it. Oh. 
this next one looks to be a little bit meaty. Um, there's, this guy's got a lot to say here. So, hmm. Five bullet review from Amazon user Rex Venator. That's a pretty cool name. Pretty cool. The Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man film starring Mickey Rourke and Don Johnson was released in 1991 when I myself was busily chasing the white picket fence in existing, not living, in a then unbeknownst finance and spend matrix-like battery state of involuntary servitude to creditors and struggling paycheck to paycheck. In 1992, I finally picked up a VHS copy of Harley Davidson and the Marlboro Man and was immediately mesmerized by the character that was a variety of Harley Davidson motorcycles. Rourke's FXR 98-inch stroker used in the opening scenes and the FXLR 80-inch evolution stunt bike. Ooh, stroker. In the opening scenes, Harley, played by Mickey Rourke, packs his saddlebags and tears out of town to roll through several states free as can be. Later, Virginia, played by Chelsea Field, expresses in her police uniform that she essentially admired the come-and-go freedom enjoyed by Harley and Don Johnson's character, Marlboro. This simple exchange between two film characters, while seemingly inconsequential in the bigger picture of life, was, nonetheless, the catalyst that sparked an epiphany with my own way of thinking. Huh. I woke up and realized that I was shackled by not just debt, but by a Honda motorcycle that just didn't True. have that better True. to be dead and cool than alive and uncool vibe. Fuck yeah. So I immediately returned to the VHS and just one more time purchased a custom Harley Davidson FXR on credit. <laughs> since then, I slowly but surely escaped the chains of debt and have been self-employed since 1996. I can choose to get up and work or mount up and ride. Yep. It is my choice to live as I choose and not exist to pay interest on loans. To celebrate staying self-employed, I worked with Mentor to build the profiled replica of the famed Harley Davidson the Marlboro Man chopper motorcycle and no payments are due. Shiny side up, folks. Five bullets from Amazon user Rex Venator. Who's got his life figured out, man? When are you gonna figure out yours? I got. Why don't you just buy a motorcycle on credit so you can live outside of debt, Matt? Nate. What? I've fallen out of the same tree in your front yard three times. Yeah, you got that fucking Billy Six Killer CTE look in your eyes, pretty Bro, much permanently. The now. last thing I it's should. Rare that it ever goes away. I've always wanted a motorcycle. The last thing I should ever do. Daddy 29-inch LR2. The last thing that I should ever do is buy a motorcycle because I will die on it. Right, agree to disagree. You don't want to pick up hot bitches hitchhiking all down the roadsides. I already have. Across the fucking... My ride or die country of the United States of America. The only bright side is that I could wear that hilarious shirt that says, if you can read this, the bitch fell off, which you know is a dream of mine. Matt, I'm going to need you to give me your final thoughts and bullet rating of Harley Davidson, the Marlboro Man, so we could fucking get the fuck out of here. I was going to give this movie two stars. Oh, no. Because I thought Don Johnson did a good job and saved it. From getting one star, one bullet. Whoa. But then Whoa. I heard that dude's life changing story. Mm-hmm. 
I got to give it three bullets. Three man. bullets? Three bullets. Wow, this is a struggle, though. It was hard to get there. It was hard to get Not there. Not a big but fan they were of Harley like, Davis and the Marlboro Man, it sounds like, no. like. And maybe it's just because, you know, it's been a trying couple of weeks, and maybe I'm putting my own thing into it, and maybe Some that dude's right. Going on, and man. he's like, I yeah. should just get a motorcycle. Hit the fucking road. And just hit the road. Just leave it Just leave it all behind. Just do whatever, man. Man, three I'm bullets. approaching this thing from a opposite side completely. Yeah. I was rocking into this thing like full on four bullet fucking movie here. Yeah. I think the first half of this movie up until the, the like, let's say the bank massacre. Yeah. Let's even go a scene further into the jumping in the pool off the high rise. Oh, great scene. One of the best fucking movies I've ever seen. It's got everything I ever want from an action movie. We're checking off the boxes one by one. It's just giving me everything you need in a fucking movie. Yeah. And then after that, just nothing happens. Mm-hmm. The movie just loses its way and just fucking waits to end. Spins its wheels and then like seemingly can't figure out a way to end. So like it's just like, well, we'll just have them go get in a shootout with the bad guys and inexplicably win. Have them come up with no plan or anything for no reason. Yeah. And the shootout will just be like really haphazard and poorly staged and not exciting to watch At all. whatsoever. Is like a fucking fart in church the third act of this movie went over. I was yeah. coming into it strong and just less and less as it goes out. And fucking yeah. the movie ends on a weak note. It's leaving it's leaving a bad taste in your mouth. Even if there was so many things that you loved in the first fucking two True. acts of it. True. Just, even if you were riding that fucking Bon Jovi high. Like that that supermodel could have flashed Mickey Rourke. Yes, last fucking scene or no turned broke the fourth wall and flashed yeah. the camera. That's how you end that yeah. movie right there. That's fair. That would have bumped me back up a little bit, but the sour note put me on a middle ground for this one. I came into it loving it as a kid, but expecting to be like, oh, I bet it's cheesy and stupid now. Yeah. But being like, no, still fucking badass. Going, going, enjoying it, enjoying it. Oh, bad ending. I'm down to three bullets, too. It's shit down its leg. We came at it from opposite angles, but we both ended up at fucking three bullets right there, right there, hanging around the middle. It's funny. It's funny how life goes. It's funny how the night moves, Matt. Same results, two different stories, Mm -hmm. you know? Somehow you got the right answer, but the wrong work is on your paper. You know, who's asking the questions? you're cheating. Who's asking the questions? Sounds like you're cheating in my math class. Math class is for losers. Matt, it's a little bit belated because we had these delays oh. in finishing our hog wild motorcycle marathon. Wild but, hogs. Uh, luckily, wild luckily, hogs. September is an extra long month, so we still are Wake going to be able ends. to get four movies into our what? September movie theme, which is Bloody Sam Timber, Ooh. a Sam Peckinpah retrospective. We're talking about Bloody Sam for the Just- entire rest of this month. People's are going to get shot. Doing it a little chronologically, I think, from what I remember. And a lot of people are going to get shot next week because we were watching the fucking Wild Bunch. Ooh. Crazy cowboy movie. Six guns a-blazing, my man. Yeah. People get shot, man. They get shot up. So get ready for that. Get ready for some more peck and paw. Yeah. Talking about this guy, talking about his shit. And get your st- fucked up shit he puts in movies. Get your stupid face ready, because we're gonna be talking get your to face it ready. when we come back next week. No weeks missed. No, no weeks missed. Doesn't matter. Missed. If one of our legs gets cut off. God damn it! It's baby oil and blow. Stay single. It's a long road when you're on your own, and it hurts when. They tear your dreams apart